0: Hello everyone, welcome to uh, Thoroughbred Weekly. Yes, at Royal Ramwick yesterday, they honoured Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and we had some great racing at Rose Hill on a track that dried out, we got to a good track, what is, what is that, a good four, racing was fantastic and we saw two very good three-year-olds produced by Godolphin who have raced into favouritism for the Golden Rose after winning the Min Dynasty and the run to the Rose yesterday.
1: Yep, been impressive I must say, and uh, a fair track as well, which was great. <laughs> uh, we were a little bit nervous, five metre rail in from seven where it was awful, uh, but a perfect day's racing and two very interesting three-year-olds from the Godolphin. One's a little plain Jane uh, with a, an explosive finish, the other one's a big good-looking look- yeah. brute who is the next gen. Um, he's the next gen of three-year-olds we've been waiting for, that he's put his hand up. Yeah, no, Welcome great back. Racing. Welcome back. Thank you, it's good to be back. We kept your seat. Yeah. Ali was comfortable,
0: but
2: we've, <laughs> we've allowed you back. Got away. her out. What'd you think, first day back? Oh, I loved it. It was just great, the well, weather, track. Um, I was a little bit like you Ronnie, I thought with the rail out Rose Hill can become a little bit leader biased, um, but it just raced so fair and again, in secret, oh, I was super impressed. Oh, I could not believe how good she was. She's uh, I, to look at her. She's she's not even there yet. Well, you were laying on beaches and eating pasta and <laughs> pizza. pizza. You got no idea what we've been through. <laughs> <laughs> in the
0: last seven weeks. It was just that was that was the anomaly there yesterday. But it was great. Yeah. it really was. Well, let's have a look at them. Let's start with the Godolphin pair. Firstly, the filly, uh In secret. Now she's. She's out of whack at the moment in, in her program. She was to run last week in the Furious. Heavy 10 prevented her from running. They scratched her. This was plan B, the backup plan to run in the run to the Rose, which, which leaves her out of contention for the T-Rose next week. It comes up too quick. Out of the blue, and surprisingly, she's become a Golden Rose contender
1: because of that heavy 10 downgrade last week. Yep, everything's fallen into place. I think they were kicking the cat when they got home last week. What are we gonna do next? And so they've arrived here on an afterthought and sets up beautifully. And look at her. She's just charged through the line there. And I know it all set up beautifully for her. And Tommy read the speed so, so well. Uh, But it's an affiliate game that starts off the three-year-old season um, on beating the Colts and look you look at a pedigree and we're, we're, some of us are a little worried that she she just she's bred to run you know 1, thousand twelve hundred meters but uh, there's every indication that uh, after finishing off like that mm. that she'll run twelve
2: hundred meters so and, and i still think she's still got some furnishing to mm. do oh, i think she was ultra impressive because they've gone so quick It's set up good for her but tommy had her under a fair bit of pressure 600 from home to race at to a top like she did mm. for so long, and then when Tommy switched the stick over to the right hand, I, I was just super impressed with the way she just exploded through the line. She's she, she's pretty special, I think. First filly to win that race. Mm. Yeah, but you wouldn't think with the not b- many. Yeah, with the filly series. Yep. Yeah, you know, it has not to be many. a
1: hiccup to do it, or you got to uh, the main fillies will always go for their their mm. own sex and whatever. Mm. So it's interesting um, to to line them up, and yeah, we've got to talk about some
2: of the beaten the brigade there as well. You know. The, the, Honestly, the more I watched it last night when I got home, the more the runs become better. Like There's just so Mm. many good runs in that race. Um, I went and spoke to Bretton Abdullah after the last race about Fireburn. He was ultra impressed. She run through the line really well. Um, Best of Bordeaux. How how tough is this horse? Well, on the point of the turn, I said, he's gone. Mm.
1: Um, but he showed character, I must mm. say, to hold on to a second, yeah. even though uh, there were some unlucky runs behind him. Sweet Ride went good again. Mm. It was pr- proved there was no fluke in the performance last time. I think Nuccino should have run a clear second. He was amb- he was
2: cantering behind the speed there. I think he's a, a clear running horse. He's he just he's not he's not confident in amongst other horses. Um, Huey obviously, he would not have beaten beaten the winner, but. Huey did say, like even when he got sort of clear running, he's just not. But look at him here, look at him here. He's he's just he's He's just so balanced and he's
1: ambling. You think oh he's going to accelerate this horse, but then he hits the speed humps and and uh, doesn't get out. You know you need momentum now where he wants to get out and go because he's had the soft run. And there that's the bad spot there. And then there's half a run there and that half a run
2: closes.
1: And then. You know, you, you've missed the boat then. Yeah,
2: and I, I think j- just a bit more room, you know, like he's just not, he hasn't got the confidence under his belt at the moment. Um, had he got the room, yeah, he should have definitely run a clear second.
1: I like that horse behind them. Look at that Prometo running through the run. There's a race in him. I don't know whether it's the Golden Rose or what, but uh, there's a race in that horse. He's, hes He's got a good performance left in him for sure.
0: Mm. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Darren Beedman and Tommy Berry.
3: But when she did draw well here, um, and Spacewalk drew out wide, he went went to Melbourne. But look, from day one, she's no oil painting. But what she's got in here and what she's got up there, um, that's what counts. And um, the race set up nicely for her. But she's just been crying out for a dry track, and the team's been very patient with her. And um, you know, she's yeah, she's
4: top shelf. Just wow, you know, like she just takes your breath away. Um, and as you said, it wasn't, it's n- never a good position to be in, but she was just so relaxed and so calm. Where in a couple of her earlier starts, she really wanted to chase the speed, so it shows she's really maturing now. And um, you see in the yard, she's still a bit light, still a bit woolly, so the best is yet to come. But the way she reeled them boys in, and I-, I think she might have created history today. I don't think a filly's ever done that before, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, wouldn't be
5: a bad one to stick with. Uh,
0: Casey Fogden. Uh Spoke with Greg Pritchard after the
5: race about Best of Bordeaux. Casey Fogden, much improved run from Best of Bordeaux today.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, nice to see him back in that usual pattern. He had to do a little bit of work early and um, he's been beaten by Philly with. Obviously, less weight, so um, I think he's run well. It's nice to see him finding the line late. Um, You know, he's obviously still learning his craft, so uh, I think all roads are pointing nicely towards his next start, 1400.
5: Looks like that winner was hard to beat for everything today.
6: Absolutely, delighted.
5: Are the plans going forward?
6: Uh, Golden Rose, 1400.
5: Okay,
0: and uh, Tom Magnier from Coolmore, uh, still Coolmore looking for an Everest uh, horse. I haven't there's been no mention of what Coolmore might do. I suppose Best of is in the running.
5: Tom Magnier from Coolmore, where are you at the really, Everest now?
7: Well obviously you'd be a lot happier with Best of Bordeaux today, but you have to wake up in the morning, see how horses pull up and, and have a think. But yeah, I, I couldn't be any closer to the decision today. You just have to you know we have to we want to find the best horses for the race and obviously Best of Bordeaux is a lot better today but yeah i have to speak to casey and james and obviously james is pretty close with us on the um on the everest path so we have to um we have to have a think about it but yeah no no closer to decisions yet but a lot happier best of bordeaux today
5: ideally you'd like to pick one of your own but is it something you have to do
7: no not at all like if somebody comes to us with an option and says look we have a horse for the everest do you want to do a deal 100 percent we're up for it but you know like we obviously at the last minute a couple of years ago we picked yes 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 and and that turned out pretty good um, home Affairs, Randy Everest. He turned out to, to, to learn a lot from it. So, listen, we're not we're not in a panic. Let's say that.
0: Okay, there's uh, Tom Magnier. I think they'd love to have a horse like Golden Powell in the Everest, the horse they took
1: to Royal Ascot, but he couldn't win an Everest. Mm. He couldn't win. No. So I, there you go. They're open to offers. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I suppose just something can jump out. It's all about timing, and mm. you see, you see, sometimes the last horse pick runs well because yes. you know they're Johnny on the spot with no issues and mm. in form on a two-week backup or whatever. Mm. So it's hard to do, but if if you, um, you know, if you cool more, you can you can show you up. You can the wait. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, now the Ming Dynasty quality—it's probably more a race you're
0: looking at your spring champion horses, and I think the Ming Dynasty has moved in dates. But it's run on the same day as the Run to the Rose, and Golden Mile has had that 1,400
1: metre run under his belt now, and all of a sudden he's a Golden Rose contender. Yep, and he hasn't been over-raced, and um, yeah, look, he, he's a brute, a really good-looking mm. horse in comparison to his stable mate. He's a He's a very interesting horse. You've got to like from here on in um, what he does here. And and he look, he did react when he was he drew a barrier and he did race closer yesterday and um,
2: and showed improvement. So yep. who's to say that he won't improve again? I like what Tommy said, uh, sorry, Sam Clifton said when he come back about the, um, the earmuffs. Like when he got out on the track, I was a bit concerned because he started to get a little bit hot when he was going out on the track. But he said once he got out there, he really calmed down and relaxed. But... He is some sort of horse to look at. Yeah, he's a beauty. Um, Yeah, what do we want to say about the rest of them? You
1: know, after a comprehensive win like that, uh, Makalade was good. Um, Those horses, Basquiat, he had his chance. He traveled sweetly. The winner outpointed him. And then we come down to these, um, probably the Spring Championship horses. (laughs) And they've both, they've they've gone good. Flag of Honour was excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Conqueror, no worries yet. He's he's fine. He, he just got into that awkward spot where he he's another horse. He needs momentum and balance, and so I don't know what the next move with him. I suppose they they will run him in the in the Golden Rose. And um, the disappointment of the race was Zoo Tiger. He just wasn't himself there, and he didn't shape up. So back to the drawing board, or start from scratch with him. But it's all about the winner. Yeah. He's uh, I don't know which one I like out of those two. <laughs> <I> really don't. <laughs> they. Uh, I, I, you know, come Golden Rose Day, I'm, you know, you, I wouldn't know how to split them. Mm.
0: Uh, let's go in here once again. We've played those races in reverse. Of course, this uh, race, Golden Mile, came before the Run to the Rose. Darren Beedman and Sam Clipperton.
3: They don't win much better than that. Um, the race was really set up nicely for him when the pace was on and he was able just to sit back and have a few to stalk. But look, he's got, got a lot of quality, this Colt. Uh, you know, he's, he's got the looks. And he's got, he's got good ability. Was he impressive early on? He was. He had blinkers on first time. He was just a little bit, uh, a little bit wayward. Needed um, sharpening up a little bit. But once he came up here to Sydney, he, he did a lot of his groundwork in Melbourne. But then once he, um, once he came up here to Sydney, um, you know his trial. Actually, I said to Sammy after he, he trialed him here, I said, does he go as good as Mum? Because she won a Percy Sykes and Sammy won her. And he said, I think she, he goes nearly as good as his dad as well. Right. So Quite Sammy soon. rode the Mum. Same rat Road, R- R- yes, uh, uh, a right oh, yeah. and um, so he's out of a group winning mare by a Golden Rose winner, so yeah. he's, um, he's he ticks a lot of boxes, but the, the best thing I like about this horse is his attitude. He's just got a great set of jowls on him and just when you push a button, he goes. Yeah, I've been a big fan of this horse since I first sat on him at the trials, and he's got so much presence. He throws, he throws so much to a stern. Um, you know, it's he throws so much to the old man that it's, it's quite uncanny. And Actually, won on his mother in the gym crack, so um, he's got a bit of speed in his legs and he was um, much more of a racehorse today than what he was first up. He was covered in baby flub and you know, happy to just follow him around, but today he shot out of the lids. I thought he travelled really well off a good high-pressure pace and I was a little bit concerned at the 700 that I was going to be the, doing the donkey work. But fortunately, I was following James McDonald, who was also travelling and gave me a uh, good bunny to chase down and uh, he won as he liked.
0: So
1: the Godolphin pair are first and second favourite for the Golden Rose in two weeks' time. Now that's starting to st- take a little bit of shape now, we've got a bit of form to work with and obviously heat of the moment, um, the, they're going to firm and obviously in secret Golden Mile have taken over from favouritism. Um, Jack I, we've seen him and we, he's a big X factor because I think Mick Price doesn't want to run him to the race after mm-hmm. winning and putting paid to them first up in Melbourne. So. He's right there, and I'm very interested in She's Extreme. She's got big improvement to come. Uh, Best of Bordeaux, well, yep, he's earned his stripes. And Fireburn gets a tick, doesn't yeah. she? If we get a wet track and uh, Golden Rose Day, the 1400 will suit her.
0: Well, let's have a look at the, the spring champion horses. Here's Mark Newnham uh, after Machelade with Greg Pritchard.
5: Mark Newnham, Matchalade doing some great work late for second in the Ming Dynasty.
4: Yeah, look, that's what we've expected from him. Um, he's a really promising, like, Middle distance staying three-year-old, um, you know, he'll, he'll just keep improving as he goes up in trip. His first horse off the bridle in the race, but was really strong late, strong through the line, so he can step up to 1,800 in the gloaming next start.
0: Champion Stakes, uh, no nominations out there yet, 2,000 metres worth $2 million,
1: October 22. Oh, I know Chris Weller's a patient man, what's he doing with this Aussie Pinko? He's got time. He's got time for this race. I would think a lot of people want to beg him in the Golden Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Does he really in it first up? I don't know. He's only a 69 Raider. Uh, he scratched him yesterday. Um, yeah, but keep an eye on him. He's a, he's a protected species in the market there. What about sharp and smart, this Kiwi? Yes. Did he resume yesterday. yesterday? Won. He won? Okay. Well, I do, I've missed out on that. I'm, I'm half asleep overnight. Um, I didn't see it. Yeah. And I haven't got vision of it. I don't know whether we've got vision to show you. But, okay. um, well, that's a uh, well political bait. The, the, the jury was out on him yesterday, I thought. Conqueror did more than enough. Flag of Honour did more than enough. He's doing nothing wrong, McAllarday. And, yeah, so a little bit more to happen with that market. When, once we get over these longer distances, things can change. But I'm look, we're, we're all waiting for Ozapico. Kosciuszko
0: draw on ch- uh, Friday and the field is taking shape, here were the winners and they were a good cross-section all over the state. Uh, Not one one group or ticket holder won two tickets. They were were spread out, 14. And we'll go to the market, so with an S next to their name, that means they have an invitation to run by the slot owners, the ticket winners. Uh, Opal Ridge isn't in yet. Edit's not there. Now over the page, I believe the owner of Nemeth drew a ticket, so put his own horse in. Far Too Easy
1: hasn't got a ticket, hasn't got a slot. Yeah, that, well, that'll come uh, surely. You know, it was a thousand metre race he resumed in the other mm. day, and sits it's me form. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm shocked that he hasn't got a, a, a slot yet. Um, but it's, it's that's what it's all about. And this is a dark horse, isn't it? This Tal Braga. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, um, it's,
0: it's there's an interesting story too. It's it's out of it's out of overreach. The slipper winner. Yeah. Uh, bred by George Aldermonti, trained originally by Cody Nesta, mm-hmm. who gave training away, yep. sent it to Cody Morgan, who's won two races with it, Cody Nesta won his first race, Cody Morgan's won the next two, and Cody Nesta jumped on board its <laughs> latest win,
1: it. so he's trained it to win and yeah, now he's, he's ridden, ridden it to win. win. I was wondering why he might have come back to riding. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> <He> was <laughs> just with the Kosciuszko. Do, do you reckon it was because of the Kosciuszko? <laughs> <laughs> Here's
0: uh, Terry Robinson, Art Cadeau is trying to go back to back.
2: On Monday, Tommy's coming down to to work in with another horse out the beach, and then we'll, uh, a week later we'll give him his uh, private jump out, hopefully at hour. Then two weeks after that, we'll give him we'll bring him to Sydney for a trial. So, uh, you know, at, at this stage everything's on track, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I hope everything works out.
0: Okay, there's Arkados trader Terry Robinson trying to win a country championship and two Oscos. What a resume if it happened. Mitch Beer's got Nemeth.
2: Yeah, fantastic to have a slot so early, and fortunate enough that a good friend and, and part owner uh, managed to draw a ticket. So when it came up, there was one in North Albury. I thought, hang on, we, we might be on here, and uh, fortunately enough, it uh,
5: worked out to be him, and and we got the deal done, and we're in. How long did it take you to find out?
2: Uh, I reckon about 47 phone calls, but they were all in about eight minutes, so um, not long. And um, there were some celebrations early, and uh, yeah, it was it was terrific. So. You know, it's just great that it's a it's a local uh, locally owned horse as well. You know, trained in Aubrey, owned in Aubrey, and, and uh, you know, we sort of get to represent the whole town, so we, we can't wait.
0: All right, speaking of royalty, he's he's our own royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a Royal Ascot, and now he's going to try and win the Everest again nature strip, out for a stroll, a that,
1: stroll in the park. Look like a stroll too. Like, uh, it, uh, I, mean, was, I think it was respect. That's why they brought him to the races yesterday, yeah. uh, respect of, of the moment. Yeah. And considering, you know, he, he was the flag bearer for Royal Ascot this year, and he uh, he just had a little care to pass the, uh, you know, all the all the present well, all the photos and everything
2: there of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, and um, it was a great moment. Mate, what, a, what a order he's, he's, he's in! He's, yeah. mate, he's like a freight train when hey. he went past the post, like when he look at just him.
1: Just the uh, he. It's amazing what they've done with him. He walked in there, it was like the FBI walking in with him. There were all there's, there's six of them that had their glasses on and their, and their bags and <laughs> It was amazing.
0: Well,
8: here
1: he is. Here's the head of the FBI,
0: uh, Chris Waller.
8: <laughs> yeah, very happy with what I saw. He's, um, he's come back in good shape, as, as everybody can see. And he's obviously left the UK in great form, and um, everything's gone well so far. Um, It was always a challenge with the change of seasons to see how he would cope, but if his coat is anything to go by, he's certainly come back in really good shape, so uh, physically he's not much different to last preparation, he's certainly um, no older or no changes to, to to making note of, but just exactly where we need him to be and that was exactly what James said. After his work, he said it was a lovely piece of work, so efficient with his action and, and um, it was good to get him on a nice track today and get a nice, a nice bit of work into him.
0: Uh, next week will be called George Main Stakes Day for the sake of a name uh, and it normally is the, the, the main race on the program but the shorts is, the shorts is the race. The race yeah. We're going to see Animo in the George Main but in this shorts we're going to see Nature Strip, classic legend. Mazu, Lost and Running, Eduardo, So it's Mars Crusader, the race before the race. It's the mini, it's the mini race. <laughs> yeah. Classic Legend running. Yes. Okay. And he won't, now he's down to trial on Tuesday Classic Legend, but Greg Pritchard spoke to Lesbridge and he won't trial on Tuesday. He'd rather run him. He's gonna run him. He's ready to go to the races. <laughs> Is
1: Zaki gonna take on Animal?
0: Do we know that? The, now, if we go to a market, have we got a market for the George Main, or are gonna play that later. later? We'll get to that market later, but I think you'll find that they've put up next to Zaki's name in that market, doubtful, but oh. I haven't heard confirmation as James McDonald talked
1: them into <laughs> going to oh, Melbourne. Of course, um, well he's got a bit of pull um, and he, well Vin's come out and said he's riding Animo. Um, it's great to be at the top, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you weren't here last week. We
2: were talking about. I thought you me I was never at the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I wasn't either. No, no yes,
0: Duffysy put on this sob story <laughs> I was last sorry week, for feeling McDonald's. sorry about <laughs> oh. McDonald <laughs> being in such an awful situation, having to choose between Animo and Zaki. That'd now you've been, he, soon, he soon fixed that. No you've one. been in this situation.
2: What a wonderful situation to be in having to choose between horses. Yeah, I, I wasn't in it very often, but it's, yeah, it, it, is, it, it is good, but it's, it's hard too, you know. Like oh, don't you, i do take you, stop. oh, it's <laughs> so hard. It's even better when you can
1: get on the phone and talk him into yeah, going in other direction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't have that pull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, let's go to um, Joe Pride and John O'Shea with an update on Eduardo and Lost and Running.
1: Yeah he's pulled up really well from the, from the run. Um, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty ordinary sort of track we raced on last week but um, he coped with it really well and
5: a uh, nice piece of work from him yesterday. He'll work again on Tuesday but I'm, I'm very pleased with him. It's shaping up as a mini Everest, as they call them, which will make it difficult for all. But there's no prizes for sitting at home, is it? Yeah.
1: Look, I think the, probably the interesting, interesting thing going into next week will be the condition of the track, um, and I don't mean sort of so much bias. It's just sort of what, what sort of, uh, um, you know, if we get rain next week, because there's a few horses
9: that are certainly going to like that. Um, I'm pretty comfortable either way, but it, it could well shape the, the, uh, the field size and also the result. John
5: you know, O'Shea, what's the latest with Lost and Running ahead of the shorts?
8: Yeah, no, he's in good form. Uh, he's uh, have a gallop on Tuesday, and then into the shorts and you know hopefully the grounds not too bad he yeah, has a good day out
5: I'm hoping he runs significantly better than last year so uh, I'm sure he will, I'm sure he will. It'll be a high class field but yeah that's what you, when you find out what your horse has got. Oh yeah no but it's you know leading up to you know, the race like the Everest not going to be weak so
8: but he's in good form and he's shown himself to be effective at that level previously.
0: Okay there is the Everest market so uh, running in the shorts we believe Nature Strip, Eduardo, Marzu, Classic Legend, Lost and Running, Mars Crusader. Paul Laley's a chance of being there. Yep. Overpass will be there because he's got to show off. Jeez. Um, we're gonna get a
1: good good look. Isn't look you? at that now. In secret it's become an eighteen dollar chance in the Everest. The Everest yeah. I can understand that with the X factor yep. of a three year old and a sprinting three year old. Like her her time shaped right up
2: with those so yesterday. What's she get in with? Fifty, fifty
1: fifty. Uh,
2: a three-year-old filly, I think. You I rode it. two. Oh, it might be lighter. No, no, it's lighter because I rode. Um, she will rain. What did you ride it? I think it was 50 kilos or. Yeah. fifty Is it 50? And a half. 50 and a half. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> ride 50 and a half.
7: You're one.
1: Them ride days, <laughs> days, <laughs> <and> <laughs> you can have them cheap <laughs> boots on and.
0: Oh, oh yeah. The paper <laughs> boots. And,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we've, quick,
0: we've quickly found this race. <laughs> have Bonnie, we? Sharp and smart. Well, let's have a look at let's it. Let's go to Ruakaka. This is Graeme Rogers and he Took to Brisbane for the uh, Winter Carnival, and at the start of the interview he was going to the Spring Champion. By the end of the interview uh, last uh, year, he he's was one go- one go- he could, he going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Here he is in Rogie's colours.
1: Cognito slipped through on the inside. Sharp and Smart's coming after it. Sharp and Smart, Incognito. Cognito and Sharp and Smart, they hit the line. Favourite got there. Sharp and Smart. Sharp and Smart, fresh up as beaten home. Cognito, third
4: over. We've got
9: Andalusia.
0: Okay, she's been a real star of the late, wet, Winter, Shades of Rose, working her way through Benchmark Company, nowhere else to go but straight to Group Company, yesterday in the Shiraco, the Group 2 for Phillies and mares. And here she is leading all the way,
1: falling in in the end. Yeah, what a valuable man she is now though. I see a half-brother one yesterday, Scalopini as well. Mm. So it's a great family and she gets the stakes, when on the board and, and dead set has earned it. She's done a marvellous job. Uh, kicking off the 1200 metre box. I thought she was going to get beat for one. I I reckon uh, the bob of the head at one stage there, Electric Girl, may have even got Bob before before the line was in front. So a deserved victory. What he does with her now probably has to turn her out and look after her because she's been up since the middle of winter. Mm. I'll be shocked
2: if he continues with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think she deserves a break. Um, Big credit to Rachel King. Oh, it's good to see her get on a really good horse like this. She's um, she works really hard. You know, she said that she's been out there for the last few weeks, tippy toeing around with this mare and really looking after her and trying to help her. But she's. It was just good to see her get into the winner's circle on a horse like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the beaten brigade there. Palace Farm was uh, was good. Nice mare. Um,
1: Electric Girl was a big improvement. Now Espiona. Mm. She.
2: What, what's the this habit?
1: she's got to go straight, yes. if you're going to be a good horse. You know, just, whether there's just something niggling her or um, when she peeled to the outside I thought she was just going to explode. pin the ears mm-hmm. and explode but she didn't, she, you know, your yeah. horses want to wander and you know. Yeah, sort it normally means something. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, well, you've got the right man to sort her out, mm. um, maybe she was just lacking a bit of match practice but she's on notice now, I thought that was a, a, a terrific trial from mm. wise. From its, it's me, me yeah. oh, it was great. Up the line she's, it was a, she's a no, right. we weren't able to get our old mate back on in the George Street there. If he would, just <laughs> manual, Manny, yeah, Manny. Is he still around? You know Manny?
0: what? That was about. That's about three years ago. Is it? When the morning after. Oh, one of my favourite shows. One of, one of the <laughs> one of the part owners was in the streets of Sydney. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know whether he. would No, I think he'd been home and he was just up and about. He was up. and about. He was a very very interesting about. Mm. that 's right he was into rocks and diamonds remember was, oh yeah, what do you do right. what do you do for a living manny i 'm into rocks and diamonds <laughs> i don't know what that meant well he 's in for another good ride that 's for sure he sure is um, i there might be a suggestion you know that she may turn up in the shorts back up next week it's me and then that gives her extra time a month into the yeah, why not? Into the tougher them up at good company too. Well, handle the truth. Will be there. That's I, I, I believe
1: Keith Dryden will either go to that benchmark and claim, or go to the shorts. Well, I think the first year he, he'd run in the the good races, yep. where, and then last year he may have claimed and got the big weight. And uh, yeah, I'll have to go back through, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith has got to go through a pattern and, and I, I, yeah, it would be a nice race, just a nice tick over. Yep. If the timing, if Brett thinks that's the timing for it, why mm. not? Because the shorts
0: is a month. The shorts is a month to the Everest. Mm. Yeah. Now a lot of those horses like Marzoo and Classic Legend, they'll go to the Premier in two weeks and have two weeks into the Everest. Eduardo, Nature Strip, they'll go a month into the Everest and some of those Cosi horses could go a month, a month into yeah. the Cosi yeah. as well, off the back of the shorts or, or a race on that day. Here he is, Bjorn Baker, after the race. Um, I don't know what he was doing yesterday. He's made owns the, 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 the sponsor, Irresistible Pools. I don't know whether he wanted a cut price deal <laughs> or a free one, <laughs> yeah, but he I got know, plenty We'll, of, we'll he, started
2: a free one. <laughs> 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 we'll work we can our way back, back. back from there. Yeah, well, yeah. With the promo that he gave it yesterday, he it, deserves just, it was a free one. It was
0: never ending. It was in the pre-race and the post-race. And <laughs> uh, he had of, to win it. What a country. What a country. <laughs>
5: Congrats to Steve Gillard and
8: his wife Louise, they've been great supporters and I must say she only won by nose, pretty it's not as big as my nose, she would have won comfortably but I was very nervous, it's a hard race, I was, I was really uh, anxious about today I'll be honest and, and you never take it for granted and just thrilled to the sponsors, uh, Jim Wilson and his family are beautiful people so great to win, I've never won an irresistible pulls race so very happy to win uh, their race as well.
3: She just keeps getting better and she's had a long preparation but she just keeps stepping up and I've been sort of on her every week track work at home, and even her gallops at home, every week they get better and better, and when she was winning on those heavy tracks, I was convinced she was gonna be a better horse on a good track, and she's shown that today.
0: Group two, Chiraco Stakes, job done. Now, let's go to the Theo Marks, and here is the win of, or are we going to, um, before we go to that, before we go to that, Luntz. here is Chris Muntz, yeah, Chris Muntz with his runner, Pen.
5: Chris Muntz, Pelaiopan, tremendous run in the Shirako Stakes.
2: Really good, yeah, no, I uh, had to do a little bit of work early, but I thought she battled on well. Kiwi would give her a great ride, and um, she raced accordingly, so yeah, look very good, first up.
5: Strong feel, so it's a good indicator of the horse's class.
2: Yeah, she's a good galloper, um, you know, she showed me that when she won the Dane Ripper, and the, her run in the touch um, Tiara was very good also.
5: What will you do in the now?
2: Uh, she'll probably run in the pendant here, 1,400 metres in two weeks' time.
0: Okay, let's uh, now go to the Theo Mark Stakes and Kiku comes storming home when we pick them up. Look how far back she is, and uh, you've got Prime Candidate
1: in front. Yep, and uh, look this—what a messy, messy oh. race this is. And, you know, we went to the races thinking, well, this is the easiest map of the day. You know, Ellsberg sits outside Prime Candidate. You know, Mr. Mozart sits behind him, and they—they they just looked at each other for too long here and. And I don't know what happened. I'll try and get you to explain that in a minute Corey but there's so many and she just Uh, The winner just comes with momentum down the outside and so many of these horses get held up and and it's a bunch finished and you try and work this race out Mm -hmm. form-wise, you know, Rustic Steel was held up, a tissue was held up, Uh, Mr Mozart, he was was never going to run second. Exactly. He was going to run fourth or fifth. He drew barrier three and he ended up wide no cover from the thousand metres home. Ellsberg after thinking he's going to sit outside of the lead, he never gets a crack at them. Yeah. He, you know, he could have, he should have been right in the finish as well. And even oh mate, Kim and Patari gets held up. Yeah. there. So it was just that uh, It was a messy she was, race. She was on the spot at the right time, kicker mm, yep. and she's got improvement to come. Like she, she got away with that
2: one. I'm not so sure she should have. Yeah. Because I think it was only probably going to be a warm up race for next well, time. whilst everyone else was in trouble. She was just sitting back watching them all and bye, working around them and just gathered momentum. Can we
0: go back to the start and just and you can take us through what, um, what Schofield on Ellsberg and Pike on Mr. Mozart yeah. was doing in that early well, stages?
2: Ellsberg, like Ronnie said, we always knew where he was going to settle. He was going to settle outside league with Chad Schofield. He was doing work. Mr. Mozart, Pikey, he should have just took the drop straight away and sat on Ellsberg's bum. Like, he would have been in the perfect position Letting them do the work, but instead he 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 showed the horse interest to get up underneath Elsberg. He's a fresh horse, and then he overdid it. Well, he, and then when he tried to put the brakes on, they, the speed was coming back, and he had to pop out and go around him. It was just, he, I'm not into potting jockeys' rides, but he just should have read the play like 150 metres before and just dropped over the horse's neck instead of showing him a sign to you know get up underneath. It just went all pear-shaped. Yeah, I think he would realise that after mm. the race, go, yeah. Yeah, wrong thing, yeah. you know, it happens, it happens. Yeah. And, and I mean, a horse I... like Mr. Mozart, he's not a horse that you can show him interest and then sit him on his well, bum Well, he's a again. four-year-old stallion yeah. first up he's too. A, and a big, solid, you know, free-going horse, he, yeah.
0: Okay, let's go and uh, hear from uh, Chris Wallen now after the winner Kick
8: Speed was on up front, which I think helped, and racing on a good track today was was perfect for her. and. Yeah, as you say, Jason came with a well-time run and it was a winning run. Is she an Epsom horse? Yeah, she's nominated for it and we thought enough of her to run her in the Doncaster back in the autumn but just struggled on the very wet ground. So hopefully we can get some good weather in Sydney the next few weeks and she'll, she'll be there.
4: That speed helped. Uh, obviously the white gate where Chris said if you can get ahead of a couple would be great but the speed it definitely helped and I was in a lovely rhythm and, and, and she,
2: her turn of foot was here yeah, pretty electric.
0: Alright, here's the Epsom Market. Walla, Walla. At the top, Fangirl and Hinged. Uh, You've got Mare, Mare, Mare. Then Profondo,
1: Converge. Hello, Ms, uh, Mwunga and Mr Motar. A bit more to happen there. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more to happen. It's going to be a good race, uh, as, as usual, but we'll wait and see what unfolds You know, October 1. Okay, uh, another break and more to come on Thoroughbred
0: Weekly. All right, well beauty's in the eye of the beholder really. Tony Ball, the trainer of extra approvals, giving Rhys Jones a 10 out of 10. Anyone who backed extra approval, Rhys Jones gets a 10 out of 10. The stewards called him in mm. and said you went too slow, yeah. you, 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 you eased the pace too quickly. Now he's going to work up to the lead. There they are coming across together, extra approval in the purple colours and Miss Thatcher to its outside, and Corey, you can take it away from here when Reese Jones gets to the front and decides to put on the brakes. Yeah,
2: it's it's a it's a thing you don't do. Um, look, he was right in slowing the speed down because he'd done a lot of work, but how quickly he done it and how slow he went—it was just, its its overboard. Um, it's dangerous. It is. It's dangerous, you know, because you know, the horses—we've already gathered momentum. The horses out of the barrier, and to sort of to drop the speed like that, it's, it is, it's it's dangerous. Like they just run up his backside. And even here, like he's just going way too slow. Um, you know, yeah, it's one in the race but it's, it's caused a lot of trouble to the runners back in, back behind him. It's,
0: Ma- it's... Mark Van Gistel said you slacken the speed by a second and a half a second and a half inside a furlong. Yeah. So you need to be mindful not to bring your horse back too quickly which you can which can cause interference
1: behind you. Yeah. Especially now, when they go out hard. hard. It's alright if you come out steady yeah, you can go as right. slow as
2: you like. Well, they, No one's gathered momentum like that. They're... The old story they're not motor cars they haven't got brakes. That's right.
0: Now also too just in the last bit here extra approval uh, once again just just near the line, Mark Van Gessel said, we've been noticing lately that you're losing your balance. Yep. It's a tactic. Jockeys ad- adapt, but you've got to be mindful that you don't tip yourself over the horse on the post. Yep. That would be embarrassing. He's thrown, he's
2: thrown too way. much weight too far forward. He, he? He's, um, he's got a unique style. Yeah, he's he's, well, he's small in structure. He's, mm. he's quite, Is he riding too short? It looks that way a little bit. He's oh, down one hole, man. Yeah. Down one and maybe even two holes. But just even when he threw himself forward, it's the right thing to do, the straight weight forward, to push the horse's head down. But Reese is going too far forward. He's actually he's losing balance. He's got no pressure back on his legs. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that he's got to work on. He's done it a couple of times. Um, it's not it's not a major thing, but um, yeah. So is that something you can go away and yep. talk to him about yep. in your role at racing New South Wales yep. in the jockeys? Without department? a doubt, yeah. No, we can get him on the equisizer and show him where he should be pushing more weight back into his back into his legs Mm. um instead of throwing it forward too far up into the horses horses run for him though yeah yeah i'll tell you he reminds me very much of like like chrissy Munts. yeah you know like a Mm. very similar riding style Um, yeah very that's why they get the allowance they're going to make mistakes for sure for sure you know he he could turn into a little peter cook you know like yeah Yeah. And like he you said, needs fine tuning. Horses run for him like mm-hmm.
0: Well, Tony Ball, he was, uh, he was just delighted. Forget about what Reece did, he got, he got him a win, and yeah. here he is.
5: Dream come true, mate.
1: Reece, especially.
0: Yep. How, how, how long have you been trying? How many goes have you had off, off the top of your head?
1: Six highways. Six highways? Yep. Yeah.
8: I run second with Senatorial, uh, fourth with him,
2: two seconds, now this one.
4: You were close. You were overdue. Yeah, due for one. Bounced out a lot better today. Um, unfortunately, things didn't go his way last start. Got strung up a little bit, a little bit further back. But today, during wide, White was probably helping him to his advantage. Really, he was a little bit steady away. Had to do a little bit of work to get to where I wanted, and from there, I just con- kind of controlled the race and to suit him. And he was too good for him.
2: Did you feel that you took the speed out of the race too much down the back? <laughs> no,
4: no. I was happy with how I was doing. Okay.
1: Here is uh... you got him into trouble. <laughs> yes, the stewards. <laughs> Might are listening have brought to it you. to their attention.
0: Better <laughs> <laughs> stop doing this. Leave it for Sunday. Um, Kips Bay won the midway. Uh, this was fifteen dollars at the start of the week, and they never stopped backing it.
1: Well, once he walked in the yard, you oh, knew why. Oh, yeah, he looked like Lonro walking in there. Um, he, he's a lovely, flashy sort. Uh, well, well set up.
2: Um, not many people had him leading. And he did it both ends, I must yeah. say. It was a big win. Well, this is one of the races, Ronnie, I, I thought, uh, maybe Rose Hill, it's going to play out the rail out, leaders track, because he done, I, I thought, too much work to get up and over yeah. to lead the race. And I thought, it's got to give, um, but he just found another gear, top of the straight. Yeah, he's an interesting, not only Chris Waller had him, I don't know, yeah. was, and they sold him after he won. The
1: format of the race has been great. Mm. and. And then I think that's only for 30. He must have had an issue, uh, a veterinary issue. Might have been
2: one that just slipped through to
1: the yeah. keeper. Black Duke had no luck yeah. at all there. Darrellita yeah. Bell run out of room. And uh, yeah, it was just a good result for the stable because they quinella it. Yes, yeah, so a Quinella to Nathan Doyle.
2: Yeah, it was a good ride in the end. When we were stuck three deep I said co-press on with it please. We so, um, were probably expecting him to lead his first run for us and he was Bit of a, he's a bit of a crocodile in the gates. He likes to roll around a bit and he's missed it by two and um, was quite impressive sitting off the speed. So I said, just play it by ear, yeah, you sort of jump out of the gates and when he jumped that well, uh, he took up the run and he was uh, pretty dominant today.
4: Last start, we, we missed a kick. He was a little bit little bit toey in the gates and it turned out to be a blessing because we wanted to ride him forward then and today he was a lot better and just sort of let him cruise, cruise under his own seam to the front. And he actually relaxed with me very well. Um, you know, he's got, a, he's got a little bit of a history of wanting to go keen, but I was more than happy through the mid stages, and from then on, we got a kick. Well, Lamar Eustace
0: Yard have been uh, dominating the staying races in Sydney. Cadre du Noir won a couple, Impulses won one,
1: now Herman Hess has won one. Yeah, he had a beautiful run, left behind them, and the dry's the key to him, so there's no doubt. Um, he was expecting the market city to improve on a drier track. and that's exactly what he did. Um, what do we want to say about this race? Not much. Oz Legend was um, he's working up to one of these style of wins. The, the disappointments were the two favourites. Impulsa, who might want it wet, and Mont Felicity, who was just very,
2: very flat. Very plain. Yeah, very, so very plain. All about the winner. Just outstayed them. Yeah, I think he enjoyed getting on back onto the good surface and a bigger track. For think, sure. Until we'll he go. doesn't like the valley. Uh,
0: We've got an extended show this morning, Uh, later on, once we've uh, finished with looking at all the races in Sydney, we'll uh, pay special tribute to Her Majesty and her love of the horse and uh, we'll speak to uh, people who have met Her Majesty and we've got some wonderful footage from over the years of uh, the Queen at the races, uh, being a winning owner and just being a special guest, that's coming up later in this uh, next uh, three quarters of an hour. We're off to a break when we come back. More races to look at at Rose Hill.
10: To Sometimes all, I think about you.
0: all right, uh, here's Pink Ivory winning for uh, John Sargent yesterday. She made her way to the Oaks
1: in the autumn, and I wonder where she'll end up this time. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she's a uh four-year-old man now, so they'll just uh, probably chip away and win a stake, try and win a, uh, a stakes race with her. Um, no, it's a lovely second up run here. She's strong. They put the speed on here and and um, she just was too too tough for them late here. Colino looked all over a winner, just found the 1800 a little bit too much. Funny run, Hammerin. He he had everything went according to script he followed the lead he popped out he just hit a flat spot there and when the stable mate dashed past him and then he, oh geez he's disappointing then he picked himself back up
2: yep. and so i don't know what to think about him uh, even a fun fact like he went yeah. a little bit firm in the run but he looked like he was going to drop out of it yeah. from the furlong on and then you look up again and he's only been beaten three quarters of a length
0: mm. funny race yeah. funny race here's uh, john sargent and willie pike thought she'd run third, so I was delighted when I heard the commentator yell out that she won. What a great prep she's in for. Yeah, no, she should be. She comes up pretty quick. She did it last time she ran second up, but I thought the ride was very good. He sort of weaved through. He didn't go right round them, and that probably saved a lot of
5: ground and got him up in the finish.
4: Pretty lucky the way the race panned out. Uh, there was speed, but at the same time it was hard to get a good track into the race, which um, what's what made it such a good win. I, was, I had to do it off of no real track up, but uh, she, she did it. Uh, let's
0: go to the win of remark. When he made his debut, you you
1: wouldn't have been silly to say this horse could win a slipper. Yep, exactly. He's been through some problems in his career. It's only uh, been 601 days since his last win, uh, so you had to be solid towards him. But there's a lot of merit in this. You know, you could say stablemate was unlucky, Clemenceau, after being held up behind, but then you look at the fact that. The winner was spread uh, wide, no cover the whole way. Yep. It's not easy to do. And Shanny said in the yard, he, he's a run
2: short. Mm. Yep. So the improvement, yeah. Corey, to come. I, I think so, but for me, like watching his trials, and I know he's been gelded and he's had the wind operation, but he just looked a lot more mature in the yard, as in like his temperament and that, mm. he, where I know he can get a little bit hot and over races and does things wrong in the run. But uh, yesterday it was a, a small sign that he, may have turned the corner. It'd be a big sign if he can do it again. Mm. It'd be mm. a big sign he has turned
1: the corner if he can do that. Like he's, he's rushed home there, 33.75. Yes. I like Mink's moment. I think, I know Kumar sold out of him and Keith Biggs bought him, but I think they're going to win a couple of races with that horse. He he was, wasn't was ready yesterday and he was terrific late. Michael Hawkes and Hugh Bowman. You
5: know, just worked out today, we got him in a nice spot probably just slowed up, probably a bit too much uh, for Clement Coe, but his run was super as well, and truth, they probably both deserved a win, And um, but Remark, he just sort of, he floated a bit in front as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's only his second win, but hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. It's the
4: first time I've been on his back since Golden Rose last year, actually, so he's had a, he had a few issues then, and obviously, like you say, they've gelded him, which would have been a big decision for the team, knowing the ability that he has, but He just wasn't delivering on his job and uh, it would appear now that he's going to. He certainly always had the class and to see him come here and really fight for the victory was very, very encouraging.
0: Well about uh, 11 o'clock yesterday at the end of our preview on track, uh, we get Tim Ryan from the tab on, the head trader. Each week he uh, says this is our lay of the day, this is the horse we're going to take on. And uh, thankfully for the punters, he's been getting it right. He's been getting it right. <laughs> it's the better the day. It's the better of the day. And Waterford was the. the they said, no, we're going to lay this all day. And you had to wait all day
1: to get paid, yeah. but what another impressive performance. What was the biggest win of the day? Was it one of those Godolphin pair, pair, or was it this come the last? I know it's only a benchmark 78. But it's the way he's doing it. It's the way. And you don't see a midweek win and then bang, bang, two yeah. Saturday
2: races. He's, he, he's really. You know, oh, oh, it's the first time I'd seen him in the flesh. Um, I was ultra impressed when I seen him, but uh, just Tommy's comments when you come back. You know how I was talking about J-Mac, giving them the pack, the group one pack. You yes. just know when they're good horses. You can just hear it in Tommy's voice when you come back that you know, he's pretty special. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think you'll be getting the J Mac Mac Pat when uh, he gets (laughs) about 56. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy? (laughs) Who's getting the Pat? Tommy (laughs) Tommy or the (laughs) the horse? (laughs) Tommy better watch out. (laughs) Watch
0: your back. (laughs) Here's here's Chris Waller and Tommy Berry.
8: (laughs) We learn more about horses under race pressure than we learn at home. Um, You don't really see what's under the bonnet until you really Mm. asked them to quicken. They get caught speeding at home otherwise. (laughs) He's a lovely progressive horse and a little bit tricky when he got as far back as he did today but um, Tommy never panicked and came through them and he won with a bit bit in hand, didn't he? Have you got a plan for him? Not really. Honestly um, there's so many big races like we said if he could keep winning maybe he's a silver eagle golden eagle type horse um, because he's only a He's a European four-year-old now too, but he's six months behind our Australian horses. So we didn't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if he keeps winning, he could hit down that path.
4: The feel he gives you in the run, you just know it's going to be like that at the end. He's just, he gives you a lot of confidence. He travels so well, and when I asked him to improve around the corner, he just picked him up and blew him away. But um, we've expected him to do that in benchmark grade, and he's, he's going to have to step out of that comfort zone probably now, and he can definitely go on to the next grade. First start, I probably had him a bit further back than I wanted to, just to get him to relax. But he was a bit fussy in the gates today, and he stepped away a touch slow. So there's still them little tiny things in his in his brain that are probably holding him back. But it just shows you how much improvement he's got to come.
0: So Corey's theory is um, the J Mac pat of approval, the seal of approval, is when they cross the line to yeah. reach down and just pat the horse on the neck. No, I was what's, saying... What's, I the was, real,
1: what's the real... I'm saying the J-Mac pat with this horse is mm. going to be Tommy Berry in the corner and say you've done a great job. There's it the pat. Be, it might be the, the, the gong day or something. <laughs> it's time for me to take a <laughs> break. <laughs> We're going to take, take a break um, after we have a look at the Golden
0: Eagle market. Where, where does that stand? Because uh, Light Infantry is coming, Artorias is coming home, and then you've got all these. got. Was
1: beaten yesterday. She ran fourth, the great New Zealander. The great New Zealander. I want to see Elation again. Waterford. It might be be Golden Eagle Day, we get that pat. Uh, So, there you go. There you go. Uh, We'll
0: take a break and uh, come back with more.
11: Spacewalk took the front hands and heels Buena Noches the late closer but got chopped out from Zoo Sensation Spacewalk in front and will win Space walk by a neckbain and not Jay Luckless again and then Zoo Sensation. Then Say Nana Guy English Riviera in front, but getting tired. Guy over the top's coming hard in a blanket. Nanagai, Guy has won it from Saint-Magic. 150 meters to go, still two and a half. El Rocco pinstripe. Scolopini's going really strongly. And Scolapini's gonna do it all. Blast away to win it by about two lengths to pinstripe El Rocco, our playboy. Alligator Blood is the first to strike and clicks up and kicks away. Two and a half lengths in front of Western Empire. I'm Thunderstruck darting through over on the far side. Then came Moonga and Cascadian down the outer. Alligator Blood, 150 metres to go. Two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck needing to get there. Alligator Blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top. Rumbling hard. just been delegated body of beauty! Third in the race, Wooker. Lady of Honour, 100 to go. Kiss on all four cheeks, grabbing her. Lady of Honour just in front. Kiss on all four cheeks has got her, then yearning, and kiss on all four cheeks. Has won it from a photo, Lady of Honour all yearning. Baller over on the far side from Rockin' Horse. Red Can Man then swats that late. Baller just in front. Rockin' Horse is in for the fight. Baller and Rockin' Horse, they hit it, Baller! Ball has just beaten Rocket Horse, Fast Witness out wide, plenty of chances, Elliptical Fujita Sand, they're everywhere at Barkley Square's also coming through from near last and Barkley Square gets the punters out, Barkley Square has got up to win from Fast Witness Tijuana
0: so Those Queenslanders just keep winning races down there, Baller and Scalapini. and he's amazing.
1: It's, I'm thunderstruck. He's a good horse, we've always known he's a good horse, that was a win, yeah. that was a big win. Um, he's riding, dare I say, a cock's plate. Mm. He's a good
0: horse. Yeah. Um, so is this horse, uh, but he'll go to the George Main first. Here's Darren
5: Beedman talking about Animo. Darren Beedman for Godolphin. How's Animo ahead of the George Main?
3: Uh, he looked in fine form yesterday at the trials. Um, he was he was bouncing on all fours and just had a nice little burn around and a uh, little bit of a pipe opener for him for, for next Saturday. But uh, he's really come on good since his last run.
5: It's won the Corfield Guineas over 1600, second in a ram Guineas over the same distance. Perfect for him at this stage of his campaign.
3: Yes, you know, and he did win first up 1400, and you know he's he's had a bit more of a foundation laid, laid this preparation than he has in the past because of of what's ahead of him. But um, yeah, he's he's we we couldn't be more happy with him.
0: Okay, even money. J Mac derides. arkies down as doubtful. Okay, so there must be some
1: someone said something.
0: They don't put that up. No, without, he, yeah, If he doesn't run there, he runs in the Underwood. Yeah, he probably runs in the Underwood, yep. That's the George main stakes. All right, we're going to stick around. And uh, when we come back, uh, the Queen's life in racing. There's been many memorable moments here in Australia with Her Majesty. That's next.
6: Just you wait and see.
0: She had a very, very personal relationship with racing, racing around the world, racing here in Australia, racing here in Sydney. Have a look at this letter that was sent to the AJC committee at the time, to the Chairman Jim Bell and in the middle of that letter, it talks about her visit to the races in 1992 and it it goes on to say how much the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh enjoyed their visit, they loved the food, the food was fantastic, the lunch they put on, she really enjoyed that. But it says there, Her Majesty was particularly glad that she was able to on this occasion, legitimise your traditional title of royal, and to open a very handsome new grandstand. So she, in this letter, and that is from uh, Kenneth Scott, who was the uh, her, 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 her deputy private secretary at the time. Uh, we have in this city the only racetrack, apart from Royal Ascot, who only holds that name for a week. We have a racetrack that is known as Royal Randwick mm. by decree of the Queen.
1: Yeah, and uh, we should appreciate it because um, we all talk, you know, we, we all talk of Gay Waterhouse, the first lady of racing. There's only one first lady of racing. Mm. It's Queen Elizabeth II. Mm. The eyes that she's brought on racing world, world-wide, we're going to miss that. Because mm. people, more eyes on her than there are on yeah. racing. And people see her at the races and go, oh, what's that all about? Mm. So Because you see King
0: Charles at the races. He, he, he attends Royal Ascot quite regularly,
1: but you don't hear of his no, love neither. of racing, do you? No. no. She is the first lady of racing and and, for, and served it for many years, 70 years I reckon. Her, her first visit to uh, Australia,
0: um, sorry, her first visit to Royal Randwick was in 1954. and. That was the first running of the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. So we have Royal Ramwick, we have the Queen Elizabeth Grandstand, we have the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, as do Flemington, yep. and we have the Queen's Cup that's run around at various racetracks on rotation. But her first visit uh, was for the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, they renamed it from the, I think the Queen Elizabeth Stakes name has changed over the years from the AJC plate to the King's plate to the Queen's plate to become the Queen Elizabeth, and I don't think there's any suggestion that that name will ever be removed. No. It will stay the Queen Elizabeth. The first running of the Queen Elizabeth Stakes was in 1954. A horse called Blue Ocean won that at 33 to 1. Her next visit to Australia wasn't until 1970, again for a Queen Elizabeth Stakes. A horse called Panvale, Won at a hundred to one. All of a sudden, the Queen was fast becoming a mock. <laughs> yes, she was, <laughs> and, and she wasn't invited back no. until, until 1992. And you saw some footage there of Shane Dye coming back on Aquity, and there was a lovely photo there of uh, Shane Dye, Tommy Smith, and Aquity. That was the Queen's Cup in '92. It was the opening of the Paddock Grandstand. Aquity won the Queen's Cup, and that's when she legitimised the name of raw Randwick. Now you remember that, equidity. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, but well, I think uh, Tommy Smith, someone said to Tommy Smith, what did you nominate equidity for that race for? He said, because I want to meet the Queen. And <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants to meet the Queen. Exactly. And I think you know, everyone, even you know, when we saw Barty at a soft spot for the Queen as well, and obviously uh, they respected what she was doing for racing even way back then. Mm. Well, I, I suppose in,
0: in our walk of life, in the racing industry, the best way to meet the Queen is to have a very good horse, <laughs> and it's not often that she comes to Australia or came to Australia. You had to go there, and, right. and and here's here's a lovely picture of a trailblazer. Here is Paul Perry, and Terry Wallace, the owner of Swazir being presented the Golden Jubilee. Of course, that horse Swazir won on uh, twice at Royal Ascot back in 2003, the King's Stand, and then the the Golden Jubilee, which has since become the Diamond Jubilee and the Platinum Jubilee, yeah. you, a, a, a guy from Newcastle gets a great horse, goes to Royal Ascot and meets the Queen.
1: Yeah, And that's what's made Royal Ascot over the years. It hasn't been the prize money because there isn't any. Hmm. Um, it's just that that prestige about yeah. that meeting which she's been a patron of and she headhunts horses in her own right when you when you get go through all the stories she she mm. makes she she'd ring around you know all the people from france and all over the joint and 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 sort of get them there emerging yeah. on that one day
2: what's, what's going to happen now with well, royal ascot you know like the the parade it, will continue. We'll con- it yeah, will continue I, I, because it
0: was happening before the before okay. the queen yeah Became sovereign, it, it was happening. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it was just made the, it so special. It was called yeah. the sport of kings. Yeah. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. Uh, here is Black Caviar, a great moment. Again, an Australian horse goes to Royal Ascot, and this affords the owners, trainer, and jockey a meeting with the Queen. The presentation Peter Moody, a boy from Queensland <laughs> at Wyandra near Charleville goes all the way to Royal Ascot and gets to speak to Her Majesty. And if you speak to Peter Moody, one of
1: the greatest moments in his life. Yeah, well, uh, I think Peter, obviously, we got him down as a a rough and ready sort of a bloke, but he he appreciates, uh, you know, he's into history and war and, 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 and moments like this, I'm sure. And look at that photo.
0: Now, this is the moment where Peter Moody says to the Queen, would you like to give her a pat? They were talking about black caviar she was standing there admiring the horse and peter moody said would you like to give her a pat there is black caviar getting the royal seal oh, of pat. approval <laughs> the, you talk about the j mac pat yeah yeah that's that's, that's a, a real, real I, pat i think that's, that's a real that's a pretty, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, all right peter volandes uh, met the queen i listened to an, an interview with peter on 2GB with Ben Fordham, Mm -hmm. saying what a privilege it was for him to have lunch with the Queen and then to be part of the Royal Procession. He's just to the left of screen there. I think he drew Barrier 4 in the procession. Terrible draw. But he was was incredibly, I don't think he was surprised, but he was incredibly taken aback uh, at her knowledge of the Australian racing industry. But she's been following it for years.
1: Yeah, she doesn't miss she, a beat. She doesn't
0: miss a beat, And Chris Waller will get to that when we speak to him as well. Here's some other great photos of Australians in not only racing but also sport. Well, he is racing as well. Mark War when the Australian cricket team met the Queen. There's Charlie Magnier. And James MacDonald posted this photo. Mm-hmm. What a moment for him. Yep. Um, there's a lot of there, there are prints now. That, that, just hold that picture there or if we can go back to it, I don't know whether we can, there's John Warren, but there's a picture there of, oh, we'll keep going with these pictures, you can tell the story though, about Princess, yeah, well, it's Princess my...
1: Royal, Princess Anne. Yeah, look, it's the only brush I've had with Royalty, Princess Anne come out and it was a big moment, we are all at track work and the Bart knew it was happening and, and she came out and I think, I'm sure she rode Bose M, she rode, I think Harold Light was the, we had a draw who was going to ride the, the other one. The Galloping Companion. The galloping Companion, I'm sure it was Harold Light. Um, who got that nod? But we were all there at them and met uh, Princess Anne, and uh, and she rode Bozeman trackwork. Yep, uh, I was only a kid, and it was an amazing moment. You weren't the kid. <laughs> well, I was just out of my. It was life. about 88, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, apprentice or whatever. Yeah,
0: okay, fair enough. Uh, go back to the uh, the photos. I mean, the, there's a theme here which you'll you'll see. A, 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 the amount of pictures of the
1: Queen with oh, horses. That, yeah, I know. There are millions of pictures of this lady, and always got a smile on her face. And they say she had a really good wit about her, and loved the joke, wanted to ask questions. Blowing up there about a ride. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> there it is again, the black caviar moment. Incredible. Luke Nolan, he's Trummy. he's still half in
2: shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she rode. Yeah, she was. Well, there was even on the news where they were firing blanks in one of the parades, and she was riding side saddle, two legs on one side, and the horse started to perform, and she handled it very well. Love to be around horses, love to ride horses.
0: Wasn't scared to wear green on a racetrack. Now, well, there you go, Ronnie. <laughs> I there told you. you go that that superstition about wearing green on a race course you you do not subscribe to that I do not two of our greatest trainers Tommy Smith and Bart Cummings had green Green. in their colors exactly
1: no wives tale
0: here is look at this Uh, Annabelle Neesham posted this on her Twitter page I love this this is just great footage of the Queen at the races
12: The next yeah, come up after the next one.
0: Right. I present you the Royal Box Sweepstakes. Many congratulations. Uh, kind, of, kind of. What do I get? Well, you get sixteen. Sixteen pounds. Sixteen pounds. 16
12: pounds. Winning. <laughs> sixteen pounds
0: in the sweep. Good result. <laughs> goes straight in the royal purse. <laughs> exactly. Into the vault. <laughs> uh, Chris Waller. He uh, he met the Queen. Had lunch with the Queen at uh, Windsor Castle. Uh, was in the procession at Royal Ascot. Uh, Unfortunately, the Queen wasn't at Royal Ascot when he won uh, with Nature Strip, but here's my chat with Chris after the last
8: yesterday at Rose Hill. Yeah, when she first passed away, it was sort of, yeah, it's just one of those moments that we'll always remember. And having spoken to her recently, she sounded so well and um, so it was a shock. Yeah, so straight away, sort of, Goes through your mind, oh, what do you do? Do you, are you expected to put a tweet out or something like that? And I thought, no, I won't do anything. Just sit back and and just just leave it. Um, then the phone started ringing. Um, just just kept ringing, ringing, ringing. And I thought, oh, maybe I have some sort of responsibility to say a bit in some of my experiences. But I didn't do anything. No media at all on the day she passed away and then today yeah i've I've done a few more because i can see it's a bit of a responsibility very small um i was lucky enough to meet her a few times and speak to her quite a lot Um, but just i think everybody wants to know everything they're hearing if it's like She's the beautiful lady that they talk about, she's,
11: she's, she's
8: that curious person that's got a sense of humour and a love of horses and particularly in the racing industry. And it's all true, like it's just her passion for people, the Commonwealth, like she asked so many questions about Australia, she asked so many questions about racing, um, she's over everything and including horses including form like she knows the horses that chalkstream's running against one day when chalkstream raced surefire won. i think she said i think chalkstream's a better horse than surefire i think we can beat him one day <laughs> knows the form as well we knew the form uh, but she said he was a very good winner at all Ascot. surefire it's um, just little things like that um she knows he's a quirky horse What are you doing with his gear? How is he to train? Are the track riders happy with him? Little things like this. And most important, welfare and how they pull up. So you you get a phone call to see how the horse ran after the race. And he's so nervous, but she just makes you feel so comfortable. So just a beautiful, beautiful person that's been a role model for every person in the Commonwealth, if not the world, She is recognised around the world, and it's just been a fantastic experience and privilege to have a a small part of a few conversations in the past five years. Well, the
0: curiosity of the woman, from our point of view, wanting to know more, before you
8: met her, how curious were you of the monarch? Um, Obviously, it's what you grew up with your parents, your grandparents, talking about. I can remember that women's weeklies at my grandfather's grandmother's place with the the big photo at a wedding or something like that and and these people coming to New Zealand and I'd be outside my school waving and as the car would fly past. Um, everyone's got a story to tell in some sort of some sort of sense. And um, yeah it was a pretty special occasion to, to be able to sit down with her one day and spend most of the day with her. So what what led you to have
0: lunch with the Queen at Windsor Castle and be part of the Royal Procession at Royal Ascot? What
8: led to that? I guess, um, well, it was, a, it was a long history, really, because my Kingdom of Fife, Mr Pegan, um, raced that horse with his good friends. Uh, we bought him off the Queen. Um, and when he won the Queen Elizabeth, she asked then if she could get a video of the horse and me talking about the horse and what's changed because he came out as a as a horse that she raced um, and won the queen elizabeth so a little connection started then and then winks obviously escalated it brazen bow i met her for the first time of brazen bow and, Beau and um, got a chance to go up and meet her and have a chat to her myself and stephanie and then winks came along as uh, as a more dominant horse and she took a liking and following to her towards Towards the end, we uh, went off and sent a message before the cox plate or after a cox plate and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, got a letter to go and, yeah, have lunch with her and that was just different. <laughs> so nervous. But she made you feel so comfortable. Tell that story outside of Windsor Castle waiting to go in. Just, 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 just. You felt almost embarrassed to be there. Um, but she genuinely wanted us to be there. You were pacing around outside <laughs> as nervous as, as you'd ever been? Yeah, yeah. more, so. more it's, so. It's up with your wedding and your birth of your children and, and things like that. Um, but what's it like once you sit next to her? Does she put you at ease? Um, she, does, she does. Just... Um, Amazing, amazing little things um, and just chats to you and wants to know, she knows the questions I think, all the answers before she asks the questions like, I think one of the times it was the droughts and how are people getting on, where are you getting your horse feed from if there's no grain and it's been a drought for so long and how the farmer's getting on and and it's just becomes chatter and a bit of, she'll have a laugh and how do you race for such good prize money in Australia? I wish we could do that i said to her one day um i how many how many horses have you got and she told me an amount and she said i've still got a few of my mother's horses but she said we have to we have to um be careful we've got to make sure we're running a budget and we had to sell a few horses like that's like she's over the finances she's over everything she's responsible and she's out horse riding like She's been horse riding recently. Like She's just an amazing, amazing person. And then um, just has this glow about her when you see her in a room. It's I'm sorry if I'm going on and just explaining different things, but that's what comes into your mind when you think of the Queen. Her walking into a room, this glow. We did get a chance to meet the corgis. Is it true she feeds them under the table during lunch? We fed them under the table.
13: You fed them? Yeah.
8: And without a word of the lie, as I stand here now, um, she grabbed a cracker, because we're having cheese crackers. As you do. As you do with the Queen. She took one off the table, she, on her lap, she broke it in half but she gave one to me and she cheekily said she'd like to feed one of the corgis. <laughs> <laughs> True story. What else could you do? That's right, and that's, that's the Queen. And it's just been an honour to, to meet her, a privilege to be small 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 part of her racing um, success and um, to John Warren who made it all possible and the team around her I I feel for them because she was like their mum and it's a big family and the people that would follow her around Windsor Castle Buckingham Palace and obviously Balmoral wherever they go she takes the team with her and they're all just so beautiful people and in awe of her because she's an amazing role model. Did you give her a special gift? We did. We gave her Winx's last shoe. So here, yeah, when Winx's last plate that she wore in the Queen Elizabeth, obviously she wore four of them. Um, my one, on behalf of the owners, we gave to Her Majesty in a beautiful plaque and a photo of her winning the Queen Elizabeth. What 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 made you do that? I thought I'd have to go for something. I think um, Scott Morrison took a week's book, so she already had that, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we, we knew we had to take something special, something she would appreciate and cherish, and mm-hmm. her, her, her face lit up when she saw it and understood what it was, and it was pretty fitting.
0: And, and does that make you even more humble, to know that, She knew all about Winx and and loved her for what
8: she was. She understood how good she was. It wasn't just Winx. She respected all horses, all racing. She'd keep a close eye on what was happening in Australia. She was the ultimate role model for the Commonwealth and I'd say whether it be Winx, the great horses and she would have seen plenty Mm -hmm. but just she'd love to talk to the jockeys, she'd love to talk to the trainers. She went to Canberra one day and I think yes. they might have taken bone crusher there. Yes. Like little things like that. That was the significance of her majesty and didn't matter about weeks. It was just knowing about the behind the scenes and mm. modern day she'd be out the back talking to the strappers and having a pie. So what happens to her horses now, like Chalk Street? Not sure. I'm not sure. So I guess there'll be a procedure that takes place and um, Yeah, what the next steps are, I'm not sure. So I'll speak to Mr Warren and um, he'll no doubt have a plan in place and unfold the rest, the next chapter.
0: Eric, fascinating to hear stories of anyone who's met her. So many stories. Mm, What a lucky man. Uh, In 1988, the Queen came to Australia for the Bicentennial to open Parliament and to go to the races. This is from a Sports Sunday program way back when
9: from 1988 at our nation's capitals racecourse. The race was billed as a battle royal and the first sight the 20,000 strong crowd got of the royal personage was behind the windows of the Regal Roller, heavy machinery on a track also heavy from recent rain. Wearing a blue double-breasted coat with a matching hat, the Queen went into the new Canberra Racecourse stand that bears her name to meet the Prime Minister Mr Hawke and his wife Hazel, as well as dignitaries from the ACT Racing Club before the British National Anthem was played. The Queen wasn't only in Canberra to witness a great horse race, her official duty was to unveil the Queen Elizabeth stand. But while all eyes were on her, Jim Cassidy on Bone Crusher was pondering the tactics of a six horse race.
4: Well it's going to be a funny race, it's a small field, you know, there might be no pace and um, the way I'm sort of trying to sum it up, I think I'm going to have to take the race to Bozam instead of letting him
3: dictate the race and uh, if I can take the race to him and and have a nice run and running, um, you know, anything can happen, it's a funny game.
9: Her Majesty paid close attention to the form guide. A family favourite in the big race might have been Dandy Andy, but then Princess Anne had ridden Bozam in track work on an earlier trip to Sydney. As far as Bozam's trainer Bart Cummings was concerned, he would have welcomed the opportunity of a royal flutter on his horse.
5: Well, I'm a bit of a royalist and uh, I like to support those who support racing and the royal family over many centuries have supported racing and uh, I like to help those that help, uh, help the industry that helps me.
9: Bonecrusher looked relaxed and fit as he was led into the mounting yard, while Bozam looked to have lightened off a bit. But who knows if the Queen's inspection didn't give the two champions a touch of anxiety. Betting immediately prior to the start favoured Bozam, the dead track, working for the three-year-old Colt, the four-to-one on favourite.
13: Bone Crusher drawn the outside, racing, and Bone Crusher out wide jumped well as did Bozam and Bungarby down towards the inside. Manatot is looking for the lead. Dandy Andy and Wexford Castle is dropping out to last as they race down towards the winning post, just over one circuit to go, and the leader was Bone Crusher moves to second, Bungarby third, followed by Bozam, and the next one was Dandy Andy, who's racing on the outside of Wexford Castle. On the turn out of the straight now, they've got 1,600 to go, and Manate leads the field up the side. Bonecrusher second, followed by Bungarby third, a length behind those Bozam, followed by Wexford Castle, and three quarters of a length off Dandy Andy is last. Racing up the side now, they've got about 1,500 metres to go, and the leader was Manatate, a length and three quarters, Bonecrusher settling down well. Two off third, Bungarby, a half a length, Bozam on the outside. Two behind those, Wexford Castle, and three quarters of a length off, Dandy Andy is last. Down the back they race, at the 1200 metre mark, and Manatate unrestrained the leader. A length and a half, Bonecrusher going beautifully in second place. A length and three quarters then, Bungarby, Bozam's on the outside. Further back behind those then, Wexford Castle, and a length and a half, Dandy Andy is last. They're well inside the 1000 metre mark, and the Queen Elizabeth the second, Bicentennial Stakes, and on the 900 meter turn, it's Manatate, a length and three quarters, Bone Crusher, three quarters of a length off, then Bungabi, Bozam is fourth, followed by Wexford Castle and three quarters of a length, then Dandy Andy leaving the back, racing down the side 700 meters out, and Manatate leads a length and a half, then Bone Crusher second followed further back in the field, Bozam moving around the outside, over along the inside rail there, Bungabi, followed then by Dandy Andy, and Wexford Castle is ahead of last, as they race up towards the turn, 500 500 meters out and the leader, Manitate, Bone Crusher moving up on the outside. Bozam moves to third, followed by Dandy Andy. Bungarby and Wexford Castle. Bone Crusher race to the lead, 300 to go. Bozam is going out after Bone Crusher and running on build. Dandy Andy racing down the 200 metre mark. It's Bone Crusher the leader. Bozam is trying hard, Bone draw clear. Bone Crusher in front. Bozam on the outside is trying hard. Bone Crusher boom.
0: Two champions, yeah. two champions! What a race! What a race! Uh, the champion Kiwi Bone Crusher and that wonderful horse Bozem and Bob Hawke backed <laughs> Bozem. <laughs> well, Bart was tipping him at the time. That's right. <laughs> Bart Cummings, uh, I, I I don't know how many times Bart met the Queen. Mm. It, would been, been it would have been a would have been a number. Mm. Uh, and now finally this morning, to this, uh, this was one of the Queen's uh, great days on a race course where her horse won the Ascot Gold Cup at Royal Ascot.
13: As they run towards the final furlong, Simon and Estimate, Colour Vision,
11: Top Trip trying to join in, a gap to El Salvador, Estimate might just strike the front,
2: Simonon on the near side, Top Trip finishing off well, Estimate has a neck in hand.
12: You cannot script sport. And you cannot predict history, but we have seen here today the perfect script and a piece of history. For the first time ever, a reigning monarch has won the Gold Cup. The race first run in 18.07 has been won by the Queen with this Philly estimate, trained by Sir Michael Stout, his second Gold Cup winner, ridden aggressively and viciously by Ryan Moore to make sure at the end of those two and a half miles she had enough to give and she kept giving. Simonon challenged hard, really hard on the stand side brilliant run as well from top trip Francois Dumans horse in between them there but Estimate really sticks her little head out and says this is mine and she has become the first filly since 1991 to win the gold cup and this the reaction of Her Majesty the Queen and John Warren going berserk beside her and the Queen very very calm looking up thinking is she gonna do it is she gonna do it she's going to and the Queen is watching her filly Estimate win the race for which she is meant to present the trophy. Her Majesty the Queen only presents two trophies during Royal Ascot and look at the delight there, the sheer joy. Magnificent scenes, the crowd seeing that as well on the big screen and responding with laughter and with applause. Because Estimate has done it and Ryan Moore, the man on board, let's hear his reaction just pulled up and he said, Ryan, you couldn't script it and the place has absolutely erupted.
4: Yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll obviously always have this place in mind and she's gone well, you know. She, she gets it, doesn't do a lot. And it's, uh, it's fantastic, you know. You just it's very really wonderful for the Queen the here, but in, in the Gold Cup is just very special.
12: In the Gold Cup, as you say. And you had such a good run round. You're in the perfect place throughout. Oh,
4: well, yeah, we had a good draw and, um, and you know, pace wasn't mad early on, but the beauty of this fish, she relaxes so well and you can put her there. And like a lot of say you have to drop them in and get them to relax. She does it for you, so it's a good, good attitude for it. And gosh, she was tough, wasn't she? Yeah, she was always holding them. Always holding
12: them. Well done, Ron. Enjoy it. Thank you. To some sporting events in my time, whether it be cricket, golf, but plenty of racing, but never have I witnessed a day or a race like that. Estimate wins for Her Majesty the Queen at 7 2 favourite. Simonon was second at 5 1. Top Trip third at 7 1. The fourth horse for those who got four places with Colour Vision at 12. That is all irrelevant. There's only one horse today that's relevant, it's Estimate.
11: As Claire said, the first reigning monarch to win Ascot's showpiece event, and still it remains. showpiece event and estimates win is significant not only for that but also because it will ensure the future of racing and breeding for members of the royal family and Sir Michael Stout is a man who I'm sure is very pleased to have made history and he is with Claire
12: as estimate parades in front of the crowds. Here is the man who trained her. My word, she was gutsy there, wasn't she?
5: Yeah, she showed a lot of courage because she had to beat one and then she had to stave off another, yeah.
12: And you were watching her closely throughout the race. She was always travelling well.
5: Always had her in a lovely position and she switches off so well. But, you know, I I really felt it was a serious and tough task for her. I couldn't be confident at all, you know, taking on the boys that have proven over this trip. So a great thrill, great thrill, and the girl on the left there, Michelle, she rides her every day because she can be a pain in the backside at
12: times.
5: (laughs) She's a madam, is she? She's done a great job, Michelle.
12: And Sir Michael, just a word on what it means to you to train the Queen's first Gold Cup winner here at Ascot.
5: Well, it's a great honour and a tremendous thrill because... You know, we know how much she loves this game. And this filly, of course, the mating gifted to the Queen by
11: His Highness the Aga Khan as a present for her 80th birthday. And this has ensured another line of blood into the Royal Studs that will prove hugely important in years to come.
9: Your Majesty, we celebrate with you and we share your delight as... Estimate carrying your colours returns in
12: triumph. We salute in the first time ever in the colours of the reigning monarch, the winner. The fanfare announces the arrival into this circular winners' enclosure of the winner of the cup, and the cheers ring out for the queen who owns this horse estimate, and for the first time in her long career as an owner sees her colours carried to victory in the most historic and prestigious race of all.
0: There you go. So, uh, some wonderful uh, footage there of yeah. Royal Ascot and that Canberra race,
1: uh, many will remember that day. No, oh, there's time. so many moments, isn't there, mm. and um, oh, I'm, I'm not ashamed, I'm a, I'm a real Royalist. Not Are so, you? Not so much now. But
2: Are you? <laughs> I just love the Queen, I <laughs> love the Queen. You rode at Ascot, but you didn't get to ride at Royal Ascot. No, um, not at Royal Ascot, but I've been to Ascot a couple of times. Uh, Shergo's Cup, uh, mm. got up close and personal, never got to meet her, but um, yeah, I was there for one of the presentations. But d- even when you're there, it's just, just that feeling that you get, like it's, you know it's special.
0: Hmm. Well, that is our show this morning. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.